Welcome to track number 12 of Agree on the Way. Chapter number what? Chapter 9. Okay, verse 7. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us to the end of this camp in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink wine with a merry heart, for God now accepted thy works. You like this one? Go thy way, do what? Eat thy bread with joy. Let me tell you, happiness is an important part of your life. Allow yourself to be happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Allow yourself to be happy. Enjoy it. When people are getting married, I always tell the bride, smile. Don't try to as if you are not really smiling, as if you are not really happy. Be happy. This is the actual moment that you are waiting for. Flow with the happiness. Smile. Show us your teeth. Don't be... I'm not... Oh, be happy. Yeah. Flow. And be happy. Eat thy bread with joy. Have parties. You believe in having parties? You believe in dancing? You like dancing? Yeah, you must dance. A time will come when you you, 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 you just do You cannot do any proper dancing. Huh? So this is the time. Alright. For God now accepted. Drink thy drink wine with a merry heart. Uh-huh. Careful now. <laughs> so let, this one is a commando. Oh. <laughs> now, verse 8 Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Huh? What did he say? Thy garments should be always white. We can go a thousand different ways here. You know? Sin, don't let there be sin in your life. Let your garments be white always. There are so many things we can say. Let thy head lack no ointment. You know, pastors and shepherds, there must be that ointment on your head. Otherwise, it's just talking. But let there be oil on you. Let there be ointment. Let there not be dryness. Dry lectures do not change lives. Dry teachings do not change lives, but anointed ointment on the head produces a change. Amen. How many feel that you are being changed? How many can feel the anointing is changing you? Yeah, that's powerful. Is that not so? Yeah. Me, I really believe, you see, sometimes I go to places, I can do so many things. I can, like this meeting, we can have slayings, receivings of spirits and receivings of anointings and various things, demonstrations and whatnot, and you know I also know in addition to that that the word you see when it is anointed 
And it is speaking. I tell you, it is actually a ministration of anointing. A spirit and it is life. The spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. How many can feel that? How many realize that that's what happens to you? They are preaching and it's like you are actually being changed. It's powerful. Huh? Is it not powerful? Let thy head lack no ointment. Listen to tapes. Soak in tapes. Read books. I tell you, you see, right now, you see, I can sit with you and talk for a long You see, as, as we are here, it's like I'm with you from the morning and I said, I'm just talking to you. I'm talking to you. So I can actually talk with you for a long And even now, you see that we have started doing a bit more of scanning rather than even staying because the time is getting to an end and I'm also very tired. You get it? So, but I can talk with you for a long time. And if I talk with you for a long time, you will also benefit. You get it? But since it's not practical and realistic, you get it? That's why we wrote books. And the book will be with you. And you can actually open the thing and then have a discussion, analysis. Because one has taken one's time to write it to you. You can ask Pastor Oko. Sometimes when we are writing the books, we'll get to a place and say, Oko, will they read it? And Oko will say what? I hope so. I really hope so. And I, okay, so Bishop, they will read it. Huh? I've written to you a letter. You will read my letter. You have thrown it into the dustbin. Is it a nice thing? Is it a nice thing? Huh? I've written to you a letter. You have just thrown it aside. Look at all the letters at the back there that I wrote to you. You just passed by. Who do you think I wrote this book for? Americans? Huh? Who do you think I was writing to? My children. Indeed, my children. I was writing to and You imagine you wrote me a letter or a card and I don't even look at it. I don't even look at it. Every letter that I get, I read. If you write to me, I'll read it. Even if it takes me time to I'll put it about. I can't throw away like somebody has taken his time to write this, this, this is page one, page two, page three. Then I just, oh, this is a letter from this. Tr-. No, 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 no. I don't do that. And I, I have written to you and typed it. And you just, throw, you just put it aside. You just pass by. And you just leave it aside. Is it nice? You think you can benefit from the anointing that is upon my life to come to you? Patient teacher called the book. A patient teacher. You can go over and then over and then over and again and again and again. A patient teacher. You see, right now, the time is getting finished. So the patience and the, 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 the gentleness to go to one... So if we have to say, let thy head lack no ointment, we can be here till tomorrow morning. And you see that the book, the, the statements are loaded. They are loaded. <laughs> loaded. And there are more things there. Sometimes when somebody writes you a letter and, and you love the person, you keep the letter. You know, I have some letters that I've had for more than 20 years. How do you think I was able to write the letters that Reverend Saki wrote to me? I printed them in the book. 
It was recently that I started writing. I had those letters when I was in first year. That's why, that's why the letter he writes, Brother Dark. Because that's what I was called, Brother Dark. Huh? I write you a letter, you don't read it again. You just look at glance and you say, Oh, I know what he's saying. I know what he's just saying. This is. So you just throw it like this and then you put it somewhere. Is it nice? When you receive a text message from somebody, sometimes you keep the text message on because you want to look at it again. What I'm saying, is it correct? Is it, oh, and I've sent you a text message on the book there. You just put it at the side. Huh? Forgive. Forgive. People would take the Bible like that and use it, roll it to make we. To smoke we. And as they are smoking, for God so loved the world. God sent not his son to condemn the world. Because they took John 3 and that's the part that they were rolling and smoking. Some use it for toilet paper. forgive it's a pity huh okay live joyfully live angrily live joyfully with thy wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life of thy vanity In other words, of your useless life. <laughs> it's correct. It's correct. Live joyfully with thy wife, whom thou lovest, all the days of the life of thy vanity. Your uselessness, wretchedness, which he has given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity. For that is thy portion in this life. And in thy labor. Which thou takest another son. That is thy portion. Let me tell you. Whatever you marry. Is your portion. And when things are divided into portions. It means you don't get everything. You only get your portion. When you go to a party and then they serve your portion. What do they serve? Rice, kiliwili, chicken, salad, jollof. And they give you your chicken and everything. You don't come and sit down with your portion. And as you are looking at your portion, you look at somebody's portion. And say that ah, your chicken is bigger than my chicken room. Then you pick his portion and put it here and then give him your portion. That's that's marriage. That is why it's not gonna be as pleasant as you may want it to be, because it's portioned. 
So in your portion, you may have some more kelewile and less of the rice. Or you may have a bigger meat and then this one will have more salad and then maybe your meat will be with more bones. You get it? Or the part of the chicken that they gave you, you know, they gave you the beak with the eyes. <laughs> the tongue inside the beak. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but he says that for that is thy portion. So since we all have one portion, yours may be fair, it may be dark, yours may be tall, it may be short, yours may be podgy, or it may be slim, yours may be fat, maybe lean, it may be choleric. Maybe sanguine, maybe phlegmatic, melancholic. It may be melancholic, phlegmatic, or phlegmatic, sanguine, or sanguine, choleric, or choleric, melancholic, or choleric, phlegmatic. That is thy portion. That is thy portion of thy vanity. The thing is useless, I'm telling you. But that is your portion of thy vanity. So he said, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest in, di- in, in what? All the days of the life of thy vanity. <laughs> you may not believe it, but it's very, 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 very real portion of the life of thy vanity. For that is thy portion in this life of thy vanity. The thing is portioned. If you marry this one, you're not going to have that. You marry that, you're not going to have this. Marry this, you're not going to have that. If you marry a phlegmatic, phlegmatic, you see, phlegm is from the word phlegm. It's like it's like just a, a kind of slimy. Is it not? It's just average kind of dribbling something that is not, you know flowing this way fast or flowing this way fast. It's just some slow going kind of podgy kind of liquid that doesn't move quickly. (laughs) Now, you may be a very hard choleric man. And because you are a hard choleric man, you are attracted to peace. That's the way you see the phlegmatic, they look so peaceful. At rest. Just cool. When you see the cool, then you are attracted because you like one wife as the husband said, You are tall. When, when will you have peace? <laughs> 
<laughs> she asked them, I said, you, you are tall. Where will you have peace in your life? Every day there is some trouble. You are tall. Where will you have peace? So, the hard man is attracted to the peaceful appearance. You get it? And he gets the peace. Because the phlegmatics, they will just flow. You say they should do this, they will just agree. You say you should do this, they are just flowing. You say you should go like this. You say you should jump like this, they will jump. So you should do go. Huh? That's that portion. You may marry a choleric woman. She's a strong leader. Hard woman. Wake up moving things. Look, move this way. Step here. <laughs> <laughs> And she achieves things, moves things. Even before you, the head crowd, have taken the decision, she has already taken the decision. She knows which way to go. She likes working, always working, moving, 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 moving. So you see that, oh yeah, I've married a very diligent, hard working. Man. As you are going, you realize that she's quite hard. Even if you are sick, she will just say, uh, The medicine is over there. You just. She doesn't know how to crawl, crawl you and say, Oh, are you okay? So everything all... You are right. Everything okay. That's your portion. But because she's a choleric, when she enters the bed, it's, it's what we call an exciting creature. When we talk about good show, we are talking about super show. Above only and not beneath. She will rape you in the house and you know that yes, you have actually married a choleric. So the man who has married a choleric woman, he is very, very happy in the bed because it's not easy for him. He is even begging. One brother said, I had to run out of my room. <laughs> and to lock the door from this creature coming to rape me in my room. Super. Meanwhile, her tongue is like razor blade. When she speaks the word like this, sharp, 
Nonsense. Talking can say her tongue is like a cat. By the time she pushes, a lot of people are bored with her. But, but in the bed, it's not easy. So, the brother who has married the phlegmatic, he has got peace in his heart. There's no razor blade tongue. In fact, there's no tongue. And in thy labor, which thou takest another son, that is thy portion. Let me tell you, whatever you marry is your portion. And when things are divided into portions, it means you don't get everything. You only get your portion. When you go to a party and then they serve your portion. What do they serve? Rice, kiliwili, chicken, salad, jollof, and they give you your chicken and everything. You don't come and sit down with your portion and as you are looking at your portion, you look at somebody's portion and say that ah, your chicken is bigger than my chicken. Room. Then you pick his portion and put it here and then give him your portion. That's, that's marriage. That is why it's not going to be as pleasant as you may want it to be because it's portioned. So in your portion, you may have some more kiliwili and less of the rice. Or you may have a bigger meat and then this one will have more salad and then maybe your meat will be with more bones. You get it? Or the part of the chicken that they gave you, you know, they gave you the beak with the eyes. <laughs> the tongue inside the beak. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but he says that for that is thy portion. So since we all have one portion, yours may be fair, it may be dark, yours may be tall, it may be short, yours may be podgy, or it may be slim, yours may be fat, may be lean, it may be choleric. Maybe sanguine, maybe phlegmatic, melancholic. It may be melancholic, phlegmatic, or phlegmatic, sanguine, or sanguine, choleric, or choleric, melancholic, or choleric, phlegmatic. That is thy portion. That is thy portion of thy vanity. The thing is useless, I'm telling you, but that is your portion of thy vanity. So he said, Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest in, thi- in, in what? 
all the days of the life of thy vanity. <laughs> you may not believe it, but it's very, 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 very real portion of the life of thy vanity. For that is thy portion in this life of thy vanity. The thing is portioned. If you marry this one, you're not going to have that. You marry that, you're not going to have this. Marry this, you're not going to have that. If you marry a phlegmatic, phlegmatic, you see, phlegm is from the word phlegm. It's like it's like just a, a kind of slimy. Is it not? It's just average kind of dribbling something that is not, you know flowing this way fast or flowing this way fast. It's just some slow going kind of podgy kind of liquid that doesn't move quickly. <laughs> now, you may be a very hard choleric man. And because you are a hard choleric man, you are attracted to peace. That's the way you see the phlegmatic, they look so peaceful. At rest. Just cool. When you see the cool, then you are attracted because you like one wife as the husband said, You are tall. When, when will you have peace? <laughs> <laughs> She asked them, I said, you, you are tall. When will you have peace in your life? Every day there is some trouble. You are tall. When will you have peace? So, the hard man is attracted to the peaceful appearance. You get it? And he gets the peace. Because the phlegmatics, they will just flow... You say they should do this, they will just agree. You say you should do this, they are just flowing. You say you should go like this, you should. You say you should jump like this, they will jump. So you should do go. Huh? That's that portion. You may marry choleric woman. She's a strong leader. Hard woman. Wake up moving things. Look, move this way. Step here. <laughs> <laughs> Achieves things, moves things. Even before you, the head crowd, have taken the decision, she has already taken the decision. She knows <laughs> which way to go. She likes working, always working, moving, 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 moving. 
So you see that, oh yeah, I've married a very diligent, hard-working woman. As you are going, you realize that she's quite hard. Even if you are sick, she will just say, "Uh, the medicine is over there. You just... She doesn't know how to crawl, crawl you and say, Oh, are you okay? So everything all, you are right. Everything okay? That's your portion. But because she's a choleric, when she enters the bed, it's, it's what we call an exciting creature. When we talk about good show, we are talking about super show. Above only and not beneath. She will rape you in the house and you know that, yes, you have actually married a choleric. So the man who has married a choleric woman He's very, very happy in the bed because it's not easy for him. He's even begging. One brother said, I had to run out of my room <laughs> and to lock the door from this creature coming to rape me in my room. Super. Meanwhile, her tongue is like razor blade. When she speaks the word like this, sharp nonsense. Talking, can say her tongue is like a sharp cut. cut, cut, cut. By the time she pushes, a lot of people are bored with her. But, but in the bed it's not easy so the brother who has married the phlegmatic he has got peace in his heart there's no razor blade tongue in fact there's no tongue everything agree on the way you say we should do this agree on the way you say we should do this agree on the way and when he gets into the bed, it's like he's, he's trying to spark. <laughs> will you please rise from the dead? Will you, will you please rise from the dead? <laughs> you see, these days when you are entering relationships. You must find out. He said, "Please, are you choleric? Are you uh, melancholic? I want to know because so that you agree on the way you know what you are getting. Because the thing is stereotype. It happens like that, as if they you can't change it, as if it was programmed. It's very difficult to change. So this one is happy in the bed. This one is not happy when he comes out of the bed. And then the melancholic." The 
melancholics they are thinking 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 thoughts why are you sad <laughs> nothing today they are happy tomorrow they are not happy we don't know what is but if you are married to a melancholy your house will be clean one brother he said as I'm walking they are wiping behind me as I walk <laughs> As I take a step, no, he said, he said, Can you believe it? As I walk, they sweep behind me like that. <laughs> the life of thy vanity. Today they are depressed, tomorrow they can't sleep, thinking about this, thinking about that. You don't know whether they are happy or they are sad. Moody. Depression. But your house will be clean. <laughs> you eat on time. When they say this time we are eating, the food will be there. Organize everything. Then if you are married to the sanguine, Oh, if you are married to the sanguine, you will be cheerful in the house. There will be joy in the house. Talking, laughing. When you climb into the bed, she can challenge the choleric woman. Excitement and acti- ac- spirit of aerobics. <laughs> Gymnastics. You you wonder whether you are married a gymnast or an acrobat. But only that your house will not be tidy at all. When you visit a sanguine woman's house, you will see it as immediately. You know that this house. If I one day. I took my wife somewhere and said, Have you seen a sanguine's house before? So I took her. When we sat down, waited for the people, they came, we talked to them, then we left. My wife said, I've never seen something like this before. And you see, at first, when you don't know these different things, you think that the person is poor. But they, they are not poor. This is here. Milo is here. This is here. The carpet is here. That is here. This is here. Eh, every, you think that they are poor, but they are not poor. And you can see it from their room when they are in school. Bizarre. Even the sanguine, they, they don't have time for their hair. Or their, when they make a skirt, you see that it's either too. You don't know whether it's short or long. The thing doesn't fit properly. They are not. You don't even know what the colors, what is actually going on with the dressing is. But the melancholic, they will dress beautifully like that. This, this is thy portion in the life of thy vanity, thy uselessness. So brothers, when we are going to propose these days, you have to know which kind of blessing plus which kind of problem thou art going to receive brothers which of these do you like to marry huh 
sanguine. <laughs> you see now you are not sure anymore. Huh? Combination. I remember one day I went to a restaurant in Argentina. It was my last day. And then when you go to Argentina, say they are taking you to a restaurant. Means you are going to eat meat. They eat meat. You see the the, the plate, big plate of the meat, big one like that. And I didn't know you can eat meat like that. I didn't know you can eat it's Argentina that I saw. You eat the meat is the rice and a big one like that on the plate. You cut it piece by piece until they've eaten all. So I ordered they said we should order. So this one ordered, this one ordered, the meat I also ordered. So when the thing came, mine was quite small and it was looking very mobile. <laughs> but my host and then his other friend, their own was juicy. Meat. I mean, it was heavy. I was very, very sad. Because it was my last day in Argentina. And the, the pastor had actually taught me how to eat meat. He told her, hey, we don't sleep early. He said, church can never start before 11 o'clock. You go to the, he took me to the restaurant. The first night I preached there, he took me to the restaurant 2 a.m. There was a queue outside. Four. Kill everybody when he entered the restaurant. So he said, He told me, Here we have meat, we eat meat, took meat with any kind of meat, and the meat there's taste in the meat. You think that you will not enjoy the meat, but tasty, you actually enjoy, you can eat it like that. That's the big like Kenke, and you are eating it. Don't even bring rice, nothing. Eat the meat, uh, eat all you can, watch it. So my last day, as I was looking at my plate, my portion, and I was looking at my friend's portion, and my friend was so relaxed and because he knew the things to order and I had also misled, I went and ordered. Oh, in fact, it pained me bad. So I started eating. And I said, no, this cannot happen to me. <laughs> So I told them, I would like to order something else. <laughs> said, you are not happy. I said, in fact, I'm not happy about, about this portion. I beg you, I want to change my portion. I beg you, I want to change my portion. Change, Lord. <laughs> so, I found some technical reason about the food. So they came to collect the food. I said, I'll wait. So they brought me another portion. A different. And it was it was better than the first portion. 
Sometimes when you marry, you'll be looking at your boys and say, Ooh. <laughs> then you come to church and you see another person. Say, oh, I didn't know about that one. I would have ordered that one. If I had known, I'd have ordered that portion. May you see before you order. May you not order the wrong portion. Or if you order in the night. You see, Jacob married in the night. They brought him the first portion. And he's, he thought he was holding Rachel. Oh, Rachel. So he was flowing, was very happy. When he woke up in the morning, he said, Oh, I didn't know it was you. So in the morning, he went to change his mind. He said, This is not what I ordered. One, pastor, one brother was telling me, he said, He's going to divorce. I said, why? He said, I married in the night. <laughs> he said, he told me, he said, at the time that I was married, there was no light. <laughs> there was no illumination. There was no knowledge. So I married in darkness. So I decided to marry again. I said, I see. I have not thought about that before. <laughs> this is thy portion. This is thy what? So there is a command to be happy with your portion. Yeah. Because if you don't take care, you will be eating your portion constantly with your eyes on somebody. That's what was happening to me in Argentina. In fact, I, I, in the end, I had to change the portion. I said, I was so sad. I said, This is my last day to eat meat like this. I don't eat meat anywhere in the world. There's no meat anywhere like this. And I'm missing my portion. So I've made some last minute change. May you order the right portion. All right. Let's carry on. We'll end wherever we get to. Okay. Verse 10, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy mind. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom, in the grave whither thou goest. If you are a beloved, be a wild beloved. Be a beloved who cooks. For your beloved to come in. Don't say it's because I'm a student. Cook and let's see. And promise a good show for the cooking you can cook now. Don't say, Oh, I'll give you a good show with the cooking when I didn't say good show of cooking is for now. And I have to go to the market to go and buy some meat, and because I have to go to the market to buy meat, I will not be able to buy kebab and then two kebabs, use it for the stew. Just remove the meat and then make it into a stew. That's all. What again do you want to do? Two, two, two kebab and make meat stew. That's all. Kebab stew. One day, you see, if you don't know how to do all these things, you will not know how to. Me, my, my, my beloved, at a time when she doesn't, she'll go and buy the kebab and she'll come and organize. Heavy. I didn't even know. Heavy stew. One day she, she took me to Kumasi to her friend. I mean, to 
Mas got there. Said, her friend said her friend is there. Said, hey, got there. Said they were coming to give us some food. In fact, it wasn't easy. I couldn't eat. In fact, a woman who is not hospitable is a very it's not a good thing at all. It's not a good thing at all. You can be very, very, very hungry. <laughs> because she's like a man woman. We all don't cook, so we are all in the house. You see, if you travel, you can easily be hungry. When you visit somebody, you can easily be hungry. When you go to a Tarzan, a Matazan's house, I'm teaching you the school of life. I'm telling you something. Maybe they don't tell you in your physics lab or whatever, but I'm telling you this is a real. Ladies, no matter what you do, you will still always be required to cook and to be hospital. So learn it and be a master. Some of you, if you go now to start, it's what? It's terrible. Your food is nasty. Nasty. Oh. It's not good that you don't know how to cook. I don't like I mean jollof. When you see the, the jollof you made, hypoblastic, microcytic, hypochromic anemia. Megaloblastic anemia. <laughs> you can't make jollof. You can't make stew. You can't make soup. You can't do anything. Every day there's a reason. Oh, I'm a student. Oh, because we don't have this or we don't have that. Oh. When the real life starts, you see your excuses to becoming more. One husband said to me, I have become a scavenger in my house, a scavenger. I know pastors who have gone, even Kenneth Hagin, he writes it in his book. You go and visit a preacher in somebody's church after they'll come and sleep in the house. Hunger! No food! No food! So, me, when I travel, and I, if I go and stay, I don't like staying with people. If I stay with somebody, I have my own emergency supplies from experience of hunger. I returned and saw another son that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise and yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill but time and chance happeneth to them all you may prepare you may try to be swift you may try to be whatever but the race is not to the swift. Neither the battle belongs to the strong. It belongs to whom the Lord chooses will win the battle. May your trust be in the Lord all the days of your life. The last passage as we end. This wisdom I have seen under the sun and it seemed great. There was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it. 
and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then said I, Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good. Amen. Amen. This is the last. We are going to end on this note here. But I want you to remember this particular one because I believe it is going to be a blessing to you. Amen. 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 How many have been blessed with Ecclesiastes? Look at chapter 10, verse 10. If the iron be blunt, he do not wet the edge, and he must put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Amen. Well, maybe we can read the whole thing, but just I want you to remember this. If you read the final quest, you see that in the battle that he described, are you there? In the battle that was described, what happened was that as they fought three angels appeared faith, hope and love and they fought alongside and it got to a point that the battle was still not being won then another angel appeared and that angel was wisdom I want you to know that in your fight as you go into real life into the life of divinity which stands before thee there will be battles that faith will not conquer hope will not conquer love will not conquer you will need to call on wisdom you see wisdom is the key out of impossible situations when you are in a city surrounded by a great king who has besieged you with great bulwarks against you and there's no way out of that city and you know you are going to die the bible says and there was a certain poor man in the city and he by his wisdom delivered the city in other words he helped them out of the impossible situation which they were in anytime you face an impossible situation you must know that the key out of that situation is wisdom he said he by his wisdom delivered that city as you go through this life welcome to impossible situations situations without solutions I promise you not that I'm cursing you but I'm telling you something things without answers you see Pastor Nick told me something Bishop Nick he said to me there are certain people they haven't seen certain problems which are beyond anybody's control. He said, he says something will hit you that you have no control over. 
and you see that you you don't have it's like you don't have a control over what is happening there are things like that you don't have control I'm telling you and remember I'm telling you today because you won't need it today but you need it one day because and in that day you have to pray to God for wisdom you have to pray God help me save me give me wisdom give me wisdom God will give you wisdom in your life in, your, in the future in the ministry in business in marriage in life in the realities of life you call on God and say Lord give me wisdom I'm surrounded I'm surrounded I'm going to die there's no hope there's no way there was a a, a, a big plane DC-10 it was approaching an airport and the hydraulics you know do you know what the hydraulics are in a plane what does it do does anybody know huh anyway I don't know what it does but but last week I was huh uh, anyway I don't think so I think it's the the other, also the controls of the plane. You see, I was sitting at the airport. Are you listening to me? Yes. I was sitting at the airport. And where I was sitting, it was just glass. I was, just, I was like, where your chair is? And the plane was just outside. For the, I've not seen it before. When the, I've been in the cockpit before they take off. And I didn't know the test that they did. But as I was there, I was looking. The tail of the plane was facing the window. And the wings were facing the window. And then I saw the back of the the back of the wing. They turn it like this, 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 this. The guy was testing all the things to see whether. And then the wing, the small wing at the back, go up, down, up, like like a bed. Just testing it. And the back of the wing was there. Then the wings, he was to check. They have to check it before they move to see. And he did it several times. And when that thing is not working, you see, I was asking a pilot, what makes the plane go up? He told me it's the small wings at the back. When it gets to a certain speed, then they press it down like this. When it presses down, then the plane lifts up and goes up. Yeah, small distance at the back there. When it presses down like that, then it goes up. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And when you are flying and you lose control of all those things, you get it? Then you begin to be in something that you don't have any control over. And when you get to a place where you are now not in control, Luku, it's, you, I mean, it's out of your hands. You see, a, a pilot, Swiss Air, before they crashed, that crash from New York, they're flying from New York to, to Geneva. The pilot told his wife a few weeks before that one of the worst things that can happen is when smoke will come from the cockpit, like from the controls. And not knowing a few weeks later, it happened. smoke came out of the cockpit, out of the controls. You lose control of the plane. You, you, are, in, you are in something that's moving. You don't have any control of what's going to happen. Eh? And there are situations in life like that. You are in it, and it's going like this. I tell you. I say you are in it, and it's moving that way. Charlie. He said there was a certain king, a man in a city, and there came a great king against and besieged and set great bulwarks against it. And there was a certain poor man in the city, and he by his wisdom delivered that city. Forget about this scripture, everybody keeps on saying, Oh, a poor man's words are not heard, and we always use it to say, Oh, we need to be rich, you know, and so but learn the lesson. 
that in life when you meet a place that there is no solution wisdom call on wisdom he said get wisdom with all thy getting get understanding it will exalt you it will promote you it will bring you out of the difficult and impossible situation and it will get you to the place life let me tell you some of you may have thought you have not yet in an impossible situation but as you are entering life i pity you when the man said i hated my life and i hated all the labor that i took and understand you are already entering a situation that you are not controlling like the pilot who was changing their ways it's not even under your control some of you maybe your wombs are not working you don't know you read and see that you do everything it will work some of you don't have sperm but you don't know because you see some liquid coming there you think you have sperm but you don't have some of you may have ejaculation or whatever you have experienced or whatever it is you have been doing but there's not even one sperm in it you don't know yeah some of you, your tubes are blocked, but you don't know. You may do this, you 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 do this, this, that, that different thing that is out of your hand. Some of you may be dying and see that it's not in your control to live. Only wisdom. I say only wisdom may be able to help you in that. So remember that this one is put it in your pocket for tomorrow. You get it? As you go into this real world and you go into life, when you have ordered your portion and you realize that it's a completely wrong portion and they close the restaurant, you can't change the order. They, they, they say the kitchen is closed and everything is closed. And if you eat, if you eat, leave it. But that is what you are getting. Then you know that you need the wisdom of God. But God will be with you. I said he will be with you. He will help you. It's, it's not going to be easy, but the Lord will help you in this life. He will promote you. He will bless you. He will establish you. People will come and camp around you to destroy you, but God will take you out of that situation by wisdom. I said, by the wisdom of the Lord, you will make it. People will plan against you and come around to see how you will die, but you won't die. Those that thought you would die will never attack you. They will put them under the plane when you are walking into the plane. You see that they, you will do a sign like that. that they, are, they are putting them under, down below, in the freezer. And when they get to the airport you'll be walking through they'll say uh, this passport here this passport here foreigners here and you'll be walking through then they'll be taking their dead body to the place they'll write on it cargo of no value yeah. when you are a dead body and you arrive they're fitting on it cargo of no value yeah it's free no custom nothing cargo of no value that's what they write on the co- oh one of our church members died in south africa they brought him there when they bring the up the coffin and everything they stamp on it cargo of no value and, uh, those who are planning against you yes. down there cargo of no value <laughs> May you go through life and succeed. Great bulwarks are set against you by God, by wisdom. I said by wisdom. I said by wisdom. By wisdom. wisdom. Bible says, get her, exalt her. She shall promote thee. She will bring you to riches and honor. He will help you in this impossible world. God will help you to prosper by wisdom. Get wisdom. 
get wisdom. Listen to this tape. We have had a school of life. Listen to the tape. Don't think you know. The Pharisee thinks he knows God's opinion. Before God has even spoken, he knows God's opinion. The demons bowed quickly and trembled. But the Pharisees, they opposed him to the end, to the last day. <laughs> demons agreed and begged for mercy. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor, so that a little folly of him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor, mercy. <laughs> a wise man's heart is in his right hand, and a fool's heart at his left. What does it mean? A wise man's heart is in his right hand, and a fool's heart is in his left hand. You see, the right hand speaks of the strength. And of what you what is what is powerful and what is important. You use your right hand for significant things, important things, and the left hand is like it's almost I mean almost a non-scoring hand. Is it not true? And if you are a wise man, your heart will be in your right hand. Your heart is the most important part of you. You have to protect your heart. Your heart is the Bible says that keep thy heart with all diligence. Put it in your right hand, not in your left hand. Keep thy heart because when the bad things enter your heart, that's it. When God is in your heart, you are saved. You see, I went to medical school for seven years. They taught me anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pathology, chemical pathology, pharmacology, microbiology, psychiatry, orthopedics, ophthalmology, internal medicine, general medicine, uh, obstetrics and gynecology, pediatrics. Surgery, general said neurosurgery, pediatric said all kinds of things. They were never able to change my heart. My heart has always my heart from secondary school. I said I will be a pastor, I will serve God. They tried that because my heart was in my right hand and not in my left hand. A fool's heart is in his left hand. A wise man's heart is a protect your heart. When you see somebody or something that is coming to enter your heart. That's why some films you, you have to know you have to be very careful what you what you watch. But at the point is this: if you don't take this, uh, uh, what do you call it? This uh, 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 those films, those one the women, those who fornicate a lot. What are they called? Both them beautiful. If you don't take a spirit of adultery, will enter your heart one day as you keep watching. And sometimes a spirit of fear. There are some people who are possessed by spirit of fear and accusation. And you, you are living with a good person, but you are uh, imp- superimposing problems that you have superimagined from somewhere and you have superimposed on a good person like Mark. And you are saying that he is the man in the film. And you have superimposed your fears and the spirits that you have received from television. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because your, 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 your fool, a fool's heart is in his left hand. You expose his left hand cannot hold the thing well. You expose your heart and your heart has been exposed to things it should not be exposed to. You see, I felt like going to him, but I felt the spirit was urging me that I should continue. What I'm telling you is very important. Yeah. Keep your heart. When people are trying to take your heart, don't allow your heart. Don't allow your heart to have anything must have your heart except God. 
I give you my soul. I said, I give you my soul. I'll live for you alone. Nothing should take your heart. Nothing should take your heart. When you meet something that delights you, and be careful that it doesn't take your heart. When you see something that you really like and it, 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 it enchants you, be careful. You see, one day I went to preach and they gave me some money, gave me a lot of money. You know, and I was surprised. You know, and I realized, I said, hey, so if I go and preach and I will get this, I, immediately, you know, I had to check my heart and say, hey, you be careful because many people preach for money. They, 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 when they talk about money, they talk about what I make. When you say, I can make this every Sunday, I can make this amount every Sunday, or I can make this amount every week. The, the preaching is making money. And I, I pray for my heart. I say, hey. Because suddenly I, I was suddenly say, hey, you can make this. I say, make. Keep your heart in your left hand. Hey, in your right hand or your left hand. <laughs> An unbeliever is coming to propose to you. After all these camps and all these things, you have put your heart in your left hand. The person is coming for it. <laughs> applicate I say applicate as we are going applicate some of you when you marry your heart will go into the marriage more than God one marriage that you've married the whole thing has become like God applicate I say applicate when something is very nice to you be careful that it doesn't take your heart yeah also when he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom faileth him. And he saith to everyone that he is a fool. <laughs> fools tell everybody that they are fools. By the way they talk, by the way they behave, you can see that the person is a fool. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. Chapter 11. Chapter 10, verse 16. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, huh? and thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. Are you there? Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child. Sit up, sit up. Or stand up, pass, stand up. Finish hard. I said, finish hard. This is wisdom, or you cannot easily get it. You cannot easily get it. You cannot easily get it. Are you there? When the princes eat in the morning. What does it mean? It means that there are some types of leaders. The first thing they do is to satisfy themselves. Morning is talks of early. Satisfaction early. In this life, if you eat in the morning, you will never prosper. You won't build a house. You won't prosper. You won't have anything. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because all you have to, you have to eat early. 
It's like me. I do I have to have this car early? I have to have this house. I have to have look today. I can have whatever I want to have. I often tell people, you see, if you want to be full time and you want to have everything now, it's not like that. In any kind of world, you don't have to eat. But blessed are thou, O land, when your king, your princes eat in due season. That means at the right time. And when they eat, they are eating for strength, not for pleasure. The cars that I drive, I drive them for a reason, not for pleasure. If I spend any money, I spend money for strength and not for pleasure. But what to lighthouse? If I had woken up and I'd get up, first thing, buy me S-Class. Next thing, buy this. Next thing, do this, do that. That's a lot of money that I have not spent. Even my books that I have written, I have not received money for it. But if the first thing, I, I know people who have printed books, the first thing they wanted is the money that they get from the books. And they are finished printing books now. That's the end. Maybe one day I'll benefit from the books. But I'm already benefiting from the books. I'm blessed. But in due season, you can benefit. Are you listening to me? Yeah. yeah. So you are blessed. By much slothfulness, the building decayeth. A feast is made for laughter. Verse 20. Curse not the king, knowing thy thoughts. Curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. For a bed in the air shall carry the voice. And that which wings shall, hath wings shall tell the matter. Have you noticed how whatever is said, eventually it comes to the... Eventually. 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 You talk in a certain way. Somehow, some way, one day, somehow. You hear the thing is coming there. And you'll be sitting there, they'll be preaching using it as an example. And you know where it is coming from. <laughs> is it not amazing so that the preacher preaches you wonder how does he know a bed I said a bed of the air shall tell the matter so that's why I said cast not the king no not in thy thought not even in thy bed chamber don't say it because a bed of the air will fly and go and tell the matter hallelujah Verse 5. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, as an error which proceeded from the ruler. This one is the leader's fault. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants upon the earth. This is for leadership. It's in my leadership book. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Forgive. Whoso removeth stone shall be hurt therewith, and he that cleaveth wood shall be endangered thereby. What God is saying here is your work is going to be the source of your danger. If you carry stones, you will be hurt by the stones. There's a proverb also that if you go to the water to fetch water, you go to fetch water, you are the one who can break the pot. And what God is showing here is that the work that you do, it is that work that gives you danger. So if you are a doctor, and you are carrying stones. Those stones will also, although they provide for you, they will also be the source of danger that threatens your life. Just like me, I'm a pastor. That what threatens my life and threatens my longevity is actually pastoral work. The same thing threatens me. 
the thing, same thing that blesses me threatens my family, threatens my life, threatens my future. You are killed by your work. He that carries stones is endangered by the stones. If you are that is digging wood or cutting wood, is in danger from that cutting of wood. Singers, one of the diseases they get is cancer of the of the larynx. The work that they do, that is the danger to them. Boxes, they box the head. They are in danger of having extradural, subdural hemorrhage, Parkinson's disease, and other tumors that come from repeated blows to the head. Huh? Can you imagine like I mean a very hard blow to your head? So since we are all going to be in danger from our work, which work do you want to endanger your life? One of them, all of them kill. Because I could be traveling and I'll die on the way. The same traveling work to go and preach. I would rather die traveling to go and preach than I'm dying traveling to go and sell what? Computers. Internet. Selling internet in India. Or selling shoes in London. A certain man, when I went to Deban this time, just the last, the week before I got there, he was inspecting his house. He had spent more than a million dollars on his house. Came to inspect the house. As he was bending over, he said there was something that they say. When he touched it, it broke and he fell down and he broke his neck and died. He has spent he never even entered the house. That's another evil that I've seen under the sun. He eateth, he eateth not thereof. Huh? And you guys went to the house. That's that's all. He he was he built it, he broke it, and he built it. He was endangered by his work. You get it? So every work produces danger in one way or another. When Reverend Saki was uh, uh, practicing law very actively, he used to travel to uh, this place, Kufuridwa, where Cape Coast, and he was Takrad. He was always going to court, sitting in Pijo, eh? Pijo 504, and what? One pound, one Evan. Evan, have you said bye bye before you go? Evan, Toyota Heist. He was always sitting. So if he was in danger, you get it. He was in danger traveling on those journeys. But the reason for his danger was to practice law and provide more money for whatever. And when we travel now, we are still in danger. But the danger is for a different reason. And I prefer the danger that comes from the Lord. Rather than to be on the ward and to be collecting HIV from here or this from there or that from there, you know, I, I would like to die from some other cause. I'd like to be in danger from some other thing. As for the ministry, it will threaten your life, but so will every other job threaten your life. Yeah. Say, so, oh, if the ministry, you know, if we are, if the working hours and so on, pilots, they are now going to work this evening. 
those who work for Ghana Airways, they are now tra- they are now going, they are now getting up from the house to go instead of sleeping at home with your wife. You are now on your way. Nobody talks about that. Then they will go and sleep there for two days and come. No one talks about that. Huh? Or give. Say so a pastor can sleep with somebody in the church. Lecturers sleep with the students all the time. All the time. Lecturers are sleeping with students. Or oh, you haven't seen some before. Do you still have it happening on campus? And they, huh? TAs. The TAs are stronger than the professors. Desire has not yet failed. If the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment. And a babbler is no better. That means that (laughs) without any enticement, a serpent can just bite you. And a babbler, somebody who talks a lot, he doesn't need anything to start. Eh, you see, and yesterday, and you see, I hear that this blah 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 blah, blah like that. Uh, I cast out every babbler spirit from you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. <laughs> a fool also is full of words and a man cannot tell what shall be or what shall be after him who can tell him the labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them because he knoweth not how to go to the city chapter 11 cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shalt find it after many days it is God is telling you so and you shall reap Give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall towards the south or toward the north, to the place where it falleth, there it shall be. In other words, who you choose, that's it. There it shall be. (laughs) He that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regarded the clouds shall not reap those of you who are regarding the clouds that's why you won't do the work of God observing the wind and giving reasons and analyzing situations and looking be not overwise I said be not overwise be not overrighteous sing that song as we end as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child even so thou knowest not the works of God Mm. lift your hand God is doing something in secret for you right now God is doing you don't know how the womb how the bones are formed in the womb even so you don't know when God is doing something great for you maybe right now as you stand God is preparing somebody God is preparing something for you you don't know how it happens in the womb thank God for the old ragged cross Thank God for the old ragged cross. Thank God. As the bones are formed in the womb, you don't know what good thing God is doing for you right now. As we come to the end of this camp.
Withhold not your hand. Withhold not your hand. Withhold not your hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Truly the light is sweet and a pleasant thing. It is for the eyes to behold the sun. If a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. Let him remember what? The days of darkness. For what? What is this? What is this life of thy vanity? May you receive wisdom to understand what is in life. For there shall be many. All that cometh is what? All that cometh is vanity. (laughs) Tell somebody, all that cometh is vanity. You can easily be depressed, I tell you. Verse 9, rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee up. I said, let thy heart cheer thee up. Is your heart cheering you up? In the days of thy youth And walk in the ways of thine heart And in the sight of thine eye But know thou I said but know thou Know thou Sleep if you want to sleep with somebody Do what you want to do Drink if you want to drink Clap if you want to clap Dance if you want to clap But know thou Know thou Give us nicknames if you want to give us nicknames Criticize us if you want to criticize us But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Anytime you go to a secondary school, this is a good verse to preach from. It's a good verse to preach in a secondary school. Anytime you go to a young verse, tell them to be happy. Tell them to have sex. Tell them to have boyfriends. Tell them to sleep with one another. Tell them to drink. Tell them to booze. Tell them to have disco jam. Tell them to have, uh, what do you call it, night. So, uh, student, whatever. Uh, whatever uh, smooching night this night but tell them that remember no doubt no doubt no doubt that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment God is giving you preaching verses therefore remove sorrow from thy heart and put not away evil from thy flesh for childhood and youth are vanity (laughs) (laughs) You wonder if he's right eh? But you know I think it's true But personally when I look at Really what life is I think that this is, it is a very accurate, 100% accurate. In fact, as we have gone through this book, eh, I've seen that everything is true.